0: The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Mr. Outdoors joins me now. Greg Roberts at rogueweather.com and the Outdoor Report for Monday. And that's sponsored by Oregon Truck and Auto Authority, driven by Line-X on Airway Drive in Medford. And uh, Mr. Outdoors, I guess you... You know, I mean, I watch one football game a year—the Super Bowl. It's about it here, uh, Mister Outdoors, and it actually ended up being a pretty darn good football game. As uh, time went on, I didn't find most of the uh, commercials all that inspiring, and of course, uh, Satan's team because uh, you know Taylor Swift sold her soul, I think, along with uh, uh, with Pfizer boy Kelsey. <laughs> you know, they, they sold they sold their soul, I think. Uh, but uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm teasing people. I don't know. Oh, how can you do that? I'm a Swifty. Anyway, but uh, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. Great to have you on.
1: Oh, I'm doing good. Um, had a great weekend up in Roseburg at the Roseburg version of the sportsman's and outdoor show, which we're taking. Uh, this week off and then when we return we will be here in Medford and out at the expo and really looking forward to that. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, when's our outdoor show? When is that gonna be?
1: It is I you're gonna get me looking at the exact date. Man. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: So, I'm just I'm just trying to um, I'm trying to you well, know ink you in, you know, put it in the calendar. Yeah,
1: it starts it starts um a week from Friday. Got it. Okay. One second I gotta I gotta pull my little Guide up, because I'm like the 15th. So I mean, the
0: the 23rd, the 23rd, then is when it starts. Yeah, okay,
1: you know. Kind of dates blend into dates, it's like the old thing when you're in a band and you're on a tour. It's like, Where are we and what day is it? Yeah, it's <laughs> February 23rd through
0: the 25th. Yeah, it's so like on Spinal Tap, hello Cleveland and wherever you happen I'm to be, in right? Cleveland and you're yeah. in
1: Des Moines, yeah, mm-hmm. yep.
0: All right, so there we go. We'll have you back home then uh, a week from uh, a little more than a week from now, okay? So let's uh, okay, a little bit of Super Bowl talk, then we'll talk about some uh, some outdoor stuff, okay? okay? All right. Good game, right? It was a good game. In fact, it was one of the better Super Bowl games, I think, for quite some time. Yeah,
1: if you're if you're a casual fan, that that is a great game. That's exactly what you want to mm-hmm. see. If you're a Forty ers fan, that was a terrible game. If oh your yeah, team threw the game away.
0: But you know, uh, the Reverend David writes to me this morning and said, "Hey, you know, this is it. Could be the Mike Shanahan, you know, the Shanahan uh, curse, in which uh, you lead for three quarters and you lose the yep. game, right?" And the irony is we were just talking about this off the air. I
1: didn't lock in to watch every second of it yesterday. Mm -hmm. I get home, had some errands to run, things we needed to be ready for, you know, the school week, as it were. And I'm out driving around, and the second half has already gotten going. And I'm listening to what they're saying on this, you know, on the sports um, thing that they're following the game. And it's just like, They bring up the Shanahan curse. And I'm like, you know, I hadn't even thought about that.
0: Yeah. And then lo lo and behold, there it is, right?
1: Yep. And Mm. then boom, it winds up happening again. And you, you said it exactly right. Whether it's Mike, whether it's Kyle, there's something about that Shanahan thing. They can hold the lead through three quarters and then look out. Here comes the fourth quarter. Of course, obviously, Mike redeemed himself in Denver, but... You know, still there was a long established pattern before, and then there was a pattern after.
0: Okay, and that's all we need to uh, to to know about that. Then yep. I'm not a big sports analyst, like I said, I watch uh, one or two games a year. I'm just not that big, but you know, it's uh, it's kind of a spectacle. Usher, I didn't know any Usher songs before, and I wasn't all that impressed for later on. But I guess a lot of people like Usher. It's like, okay, fine, all right, uh, now. There are a couple of things I did want to comment, though, about the opening up of the uh, of the game with uh, Post Malone uh, singing "America." I'm sorry, that was a low T version of America. It's kind of like uh, you know, all the all the testicles were gone, you know, in that in that version. Yeah, did you hear that?
1: You know, I missed all of that.
0: Oh, oh, you missed that? Okay, well, mean, you know, there's Post Malone, and he's wearing, and he seems to be like essentially uh, going out on stage in with prison tats. And then with his beard and everything else, I don't know this guy. I'm not a big, you know, modern country fan, but uh, so Post Malone's out there. But I got to tell you, there's no balls to it. You know, yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Post Malone, I, I he's dabbled with country a little bit, but I would never consider him that. Oh, he's okay. Just, he's kind of he's kind of a modern, you know. Um, I'm trying. I'm still.
0: It's like person. Ed Sheehan. Wait, it's it, almost private. it reminds me of Ed Sheehan, You know, the kind of that's the wispy kind of guy sing. You know, I'm just not into mm-hmm. that. You know. Well, and then
1: Post has also gotten into acting. I he's he's had one role for sure that I really liked him in and I thought, you know, that guy could probably pull off really serious acting if he wanted to cuz he had a bit role in a movie that Mark Wahlberg did where Mark essentially took his spin on the old Spencer for Hire mm-hmm. TV series. Um And I'm just, uh, well, Robert Urich, that's what I was trying to think of. And, you know, he kept the character names, but he gritted up the story a little bit. And Post Malone was one of the bad guys in the movie, and he did a really good job.
0: Yeah, well, as far as singing America, it was too wispy, you know, for my taste. And and Reba McIntyre sang Star-Spangled Banner. And I like Reba as an artist, but her voice isn't big enough for that kind of a song. You know, Star Spangled Banner.
1: I was a little surprised that they picked her, but then again, I think, you know, this is part of NFL that they know they've already stirred up enough controversy. They wanted to have a safe home run pick for singing the anthem that wasn't going to upset a lot of people. Yeah,
0: well, it wasn't that she was bad, though.
1: always deferred a country artist.
0: Yeah, I get that. It's It's just that, uh, you know, Reba's a good artist, but her voice is. It needs. The Star Spangled Banner needs a. Big voice, a. I mean, it needs to be a big voice. It's like uh, I'm even thinking like uh, Toby Keith in his prime. You know what he would have done? Oh yeah. You know,
1: without any question, Toby in his prime, Carrie Underwood would have been a great choice. But then I think they also go, well, she's already getting so much exposure out of Sunday Night. Mm -hmm. Why? You know, I can see the NFL working with that
0: one. Yeah, yeah. But all I'm just saying is that uh, the two musical acts in the beginning. Well, like I said, I didn't care about Usher. Not my thing, but uh, but I guess other people liked it, and that's all there is to it. But the ads, let's see, uh, like a good neighbor, state fun, like a good neighbor, neighbor. That, okay, that was pretty that good, I thought. Made
1: me chuckle, and I've already heard Arnold's version of it. Yeah, and they approached him the right way, and he caught on to what they were doing, which was almost in a way, you know, making himself be a caricature of himself. Exactly, and Arnold. For everything else people do or do not know, I guess the guy has an amazing sense of humor. He got all the jokes and he loved being a part of it. He said that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, he ended up playing the part almost kind of like, um, well, you remember the old movie Airplane back in the 80s, right? Right. The the airplane. You had all these big leading guys, action stars, uh, and and playing against part. And then uh, I remember Peter Graves at one point uh, had trouble getting into this at first. And then uh, I, th- I think it was uh, someone came up to him and said, "No, you got to understand, we're the joke. We're the joke. Yeah. Arnold was the joke in that, uh, in that, and it was good. I thought it was well yeah, done. And
1: that was, and you nailed part of you know just what made Airplane so awesome. You've got Robert Stack, you've got Lloyd Bridges, mm-hmm. you've got Peter Graves."
0: Leslie and Nielsen
1: they're playing these kind of guys that we all know, but it's a complete satire and spoof of themselves, and that's what that state farm commercial is about Arnold,
0: yeah, but it also sold too because neighbor 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 yep. neighbor neighbor neighbor, and so many times you have a funny ad, and then you forget okay what was that uh what was the company that was for, and that right, and then that you lose then you lose in the uh you know, actually trying yeah, to make the cash one register I loved ring
1: was just how well uh, Carl's Jr. spoofed Top Gun.
0: I didn't see that one. That must be one Gun I missed. Maverick.
1: They they nailed it. They got it. They got it exactly right and yeah, I laughed at that one. I thought that was pretty funny, especially when you guys <laughs> inverted and then hits ejected, and smashes down into the Carls Junior and crabs the burger away and starts eating it. I was like, Okay, that's really good. I mean if you're if you're gonna do this right and tie it to your product, I thought yeah. Carls Junior, you know, hit it out of the park doing that.
0: But I must say the vast majority of them yeah, I I felt kind of they 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 fell short. We're not seeing nearly mm-hmm. the creativity as we have well, in some the one, years. I
1: loved the best and I missed it when it aired because I had to run out run to the store and then I came back and the first thing Terry tells me is you missed the Twisters trailer.
0: Oh, you being the weather guy, man, you you oh, would yeah. have loved that uh, the movie, oh, the movie trailer, so
1: right? I pulled it up mm-hmm. and I looked at it and I was like Wow! Have they ever improved over the original? One of the problems I had with the original—the
0: original Twister uh, movie it back then. How, now, how long ago was that? You recall how, how many years? Huh? How many years back was the original Twister movie?
1: Oh my gosh! Um, Ninety. Wow!
0: Yeah. In other words, effects have gotten a lot Somewhere better. There. Effects have gotten a lot better since then, right?
1: Yeah, the the thing I didn't like about the original was the effects and how they presented the tornadoes. I thought it was pretty weak. Um, it looked didn't even really look anywhere close to reality. And then the human storyline within it was great. Well, then a couple of years ago, we got the movie Supercell, mm-hmm. which was really weak on the human storyline but oh my gosh in terms of presenting the tornadoes what they look like the effects all of it they hit it way out of the park and part of it was they use real storm chasers to go get actual footage so now we've got twisters and Reed Timmer who most people know Reed is probably the top of the game for extreme weather and meteorologists getting in the field and storm chasing, and they brought him in in the creative process early. And I took one look at the trailer and watched it, and I was like, this is gonna be a quantum leap ahead in terms of what we saw with Twister, that the Twisters themselves probably will be as big or bigger a story than the human element, And then they brought Glenn Powell in again, who played Hangman in Top Gun Maverick, Mm -hmm. and I've been watching Glenn Powell's career, and he's getting typecast already. He plays that real arrogant, full-of-himself kind of dude, and he plays it supremely well, and, well, I think he might be a good guy to play me someday down the road, (laughs) Um, but everything else about this movie <laughs> and then of course i'm involved in the storm chaser community online everybody is going nuts over this everybody can't
0: oh to- well come on twisters you know the movie twisters coming out that's like that's weather pornography when it comes right down to exactly. you guys right
1: you're mm-hmm. there hmm. yeah and you know when the first twister hit you know things like dorothy some of the things they were doing that was already antiquated technology You know, and so we're watching that, and clearly what became the big thing about Twister that won everybody's heart, it was the human stories. It was Bill and Joe. It was Dusty. It was the cast of characters. They had some of the most memorable lines ever. You know, Alan Ruck may never be known for anything besides being Ferris Bueller's sidekick and this line. This road, Bob's road. Every chaser I have ever known will spit that line out at some point when you're out chasing storms and all of a sudden you realize you're not 100% sure what road you're on and you're trying to figure it out. And the inevitable, I've used it dozens of times out in the field. I've Other people, I've heard it. It's become a lexicon, Bob's Road. And then, of course, Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Dusty. He kept spitting lines out all over the frickin' place.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mr. Outdoors with me here, Greg Roberts uh, from RogueWeather.com. Hey, why don't we shift and actually do the outdoor report before we take off here? We talked about Super Bowl and a bunch of other things. We better get that out, huh? Huh?
1: Yeah, well, and of course, over the weekend, there was some news that hit, and now has gone national. It was reported that three wolves were found shot to death in eastern Klamath County near Bly. Two of those wolves had collars on and started sending mortality signals, and OSP and ODFMW get on the scene, and then they find a third uncollared wolf. And I'll tell you what, I mean... I wish I could say that wasn't going to be the case, mm-hmm. but from the time it was announced wolves were back in Oregon, people had been threatening to shoot them and kill them. So I'm not surprised that this happened, because when you look at our current situation, there's two Oregons. There's the Willamette Valley that is very pro-wolf, and then there's the rest of the state that isn't. Right. And you've got all of that conflict going on. And then you've got people from outside of Oregon advocating for the wolves that Salem pays as much attention to that.
0: Yeah. Except that, unfortunately we have to deal with it with the predation issues and the other challenges.
1: And then, you know, how aware people were, but in November we found a collared wolf that had been shot to death here in northeastern Jackson County. Still up unsolved. Union Creek.
0: Still unsolved. Um, right? OR
1: 125. Mm-hmm. That case is still open.
0: Still unsolved, right? Nobody has uh, come forward right. on that.
1: That's what I mean. It, mm-hmm. It's open. So then the other thing that happened was when it was announced to the public that what had happened, it was also announced that U.S. Fish and Wildlife put up a $50,000 reward. Well, listening to the reaction and looking at the reaction online, because how most people found out about this was through Oregon State Police, people are thinking Oregon put up the $50,000. No, we most definitely did not, and having been so involved in it, uh, I will bet you US Fish and Wildlife didn't even have to ra- or yeah. put this 50000 up. It came from defenders of wildlife or other groups like them because any time that you get an illegal wolf kill, they want to jump in and throw the reward money in because they're going to exploit the heck out of the situation, and they are, and they actually live for these moments. And so they want to provide the reward money to make sure then that, oh, there's a substantial reward. They're out there making hay off of this. One of my biggest frustrations being involved with Jackson County Wolf Committee was all of these groups that are so supposedly in favor of the wolves, we couldn't hardly get them to spend a dime on non-lethal prevention methods to keep wolves away from livestock
0: oh but if one gets shot they're right up there with uh, contributing all the well essentially uh, animal loving money right animal loving right. money right from those The th- only
1: project there was any money from those groups on was restoring the fence up there around the milmar ranch between prospect and butte falls to help stop wolf predation on that ranch that actually did work they did send some money in but that was the only time mm-hmm. they never helped otherwise. You know who actually would help us? Who? An agency that gets reviled down here because they do predator control, wildlife services. Oh. Wildlife services did put money in, did put effort into non-lethal deterrence. They even put a non-lethal Specialist home based here in Jackson and also Klamath counties, and that's all that that individual does is work on non lethal ways. And yet, anytime you bring up Wildlife Services here, all I see, especially out of Ashland Talent, the Applegate, all they want to do is slaughter things, and they use this and they use that.
0: Yeah, but in reality, it sounds like Wildlife Services actually cares more about the wolves than the so called animal loving liberals, I guess. Yeah to put some politics on it all right uh mr outdoors with me hey uh, greg I- i'm just going to be running a little bit short okay. on time here okay and uh l- let me just uh, hit on whether are we going to see a return to winter anytime soon or is it still yep. going to be just a moderating uh kind of week
1: no and actually you know we have our rogue weather Facebook page but we also have a VIP group and that VIP group well being perfectly honest they donate a certain level of money to us and we give them expanded information and I did provide the expanded information yesterday going "Uh, no yeah despite what you see we are far from done with the rain and snow and we are going to be getting back into it and it's one of these things. It happens. Enjoy the lull that we're having because it's not going to last.
0: Okay. How many days before it uh, stops lasting? What do you think?
1: I would say probably into this week. Okay. And by the way, the other thing that has always happened from the time we have started doing the sportsman show here in Medford. One thing I've noticed over and over again, the Sportsman Show here in Medford almost always is accompanied by rain and low elevation snow. And wouldn't you know it, looking at the extendeds and the 6 to 10 day, 8 to 14 day, within the window of the Medford Show, here comes all of this expectation of above average rainfall and even some potential, especially northern California, for heavy snow in the mountains.
0: All right, Oregon Truck and Auto Authority, driven by Linex on Airway Drive in Medford, the sponsor of the of the Outdoor Report with Greg Roberts from RogueWeather.com. This time, uh, for the time being, for the next uh, couple of weeks or so. On, um, I guess we're going to stop this one in March. We go back to the normal Friday, right? Is that yeah. Once
1: we once we clear that Klamath show, then we'll kick back to our regular uh, Friday time slot.
0: All right, very good, Greg. Appreciate the report. Always enjoy the talk, and we'll catch you next Monday. Okay, be
1: well. You got it, Bill.
0: 7 30 at KMED KCMD.
2: Hey, I want to ask you this with interest rates on the rise. How will your home sale be affected? Hey, it's Lars Larson. Can you still make money on your property? Well, here's the answer. Call the only agent in Medford. I trust to make me top dollar Jared Hokinson with Hokinson Realty. Jared and his team are local to Medford and they know exactly how to make this market work for you. They'll get your home sold for top dollar no matter what the marketplace is doing. The thing is Jared has options and strategies that get your home sold fast. His top industry leading marketing creates demand for your home, driving up the price. And best of all, Jared guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to or he'll buy it. Now, you know why real estate expert and Shark Tank star Barbara corcoran and I can't stop talking about Jared Hokinson right here in Medford. Call him today 541-772-sold or go online to 541772sold.com. That's 541 541-772-SOLD soul.com
3: Choosing a company to drill your well is a major decision. You have a lot to consider. Experience, reputation, equipment, price, and most importantly, the finished project. Clauser Drilling stands behind their work and guarantees materials and workmanship. Quality and integrity has helped Clauser Drilling grow to be one of the largest drilling companies in the state. They provide the best overall value and make sure the job is done right. Competent and capable, that's Clauser Drilling. Call today for a free written estimate, 476-7795. Visit clouserdrilling.com. American Industrial Door is at the Josephine County Home Show this weekend. Whether you're looking to replace your door, upgrade your opener with an impressive array of technology for convenience and security, or just have questions about service and repair, the crew is looking forward to talking to you. There will also be samples of all the latest colors, textures, and styles of doors to transform the look of your home. American Industrial Door is at the Josephine County Fairgrounds this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. See you at the show. The Bill Myers Show is on 1063-KMED and 99.3-KCMD.
0: Afternoon, State Representative Kim Walden will catch up on, uh, well, day one of the second week, first week of the uh, short session here. And I know there was a lot of talk on uh, Measure 110. I'd be kind of curious if there's any... uh, legislative consensus on where to go essentially democrats are saying well, what we want to do is uh, well we want we'll still write tickets and we'll recriminalize it but not really recriminalize it well republicans kind of want to go back to no listen you need a choice it's either going to be uh you're either going to do diversion and go get your treatment or else you're going to jail right and so you have to have a real stick in order to get the treatment We'll talk with Kim about that uh, coming up in just a bit. 733, KMED, KCMD. Do you have an electrical checklist that needs to be completed? Call Completed Electric Plus. Need an exterior all-weather plug-in installed? Completed. A motion sensor light in your entry, pantry, or laundry room? Completed. Too many appliances tripping your breaker? Completed. RV outlet on the side of the house? Completed. Electrical jobs around the house get completed quickly, expertly, and affordably with licensed texts from Completed Electric Plus. Specializing in small, residential electrical jobs. Call Completed Electric Plus and check those jobs off your list. Visit them at Completed Electric Plus.
2: The traditional gift for a 17th anniversary is furniture. Coincidentally, we're currently celebrating
0: Garrison's 17th year in business with our big anniversary sale. I mean, sometimes
3: these commercials just write themselves. For our 17th anniversary,
0: Gersons is giving you the gift of 25% off nearly everything in our stores or six years interest-free financing OAC. What a concept, a sale that's actually a sale. The anniversary sale happening now at all Garrison's locations. Garrison's.com. KMED, KCMD News, sponsored by Millette Construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting MilletteConstruction.com.
4: Good morning, I'm Marcus Veal with your NBC5 morning news update. A recently formed health organization is receiving a big boost to attract health care workers. Southern Oregon Alliance of Physicians and Providers has received $23,000 in grant money to attract healthcare professionals. People from both Jackson and Josephine counties have more than matched the state's $23,000 and has a $75,000 budget. That money is used for showing candidates the beauty of Southern Oregon, whether it be a ski trip, showing the coast, or whatever it takes to get the best person in the building. The group meets once a month to find the best talent to come to Oregon and are looking to fill primary care provider positions. A lump sum of money is coming to Oregon from the government to help fight the ongoing opioid crisis. According to The Oregonian, a national settlement is giving the state $63 million to combat opioid usage. A state official came up with four different options for how to use the money that include primary prevention, harm reduction, treatment, and recovery. It will be distributed over the next 18 months. The North Medford women's wrestling team did well over the weekend. Three outstanding athletes took home individual wins, and the Black Tornado will be sending five wrestlers in total to state competition in a few weeks. For local news anytime, you can head to our website, qbf 5com or to our Facebook page. And for NBC5 News, I'm Marcus Villa. Have a great start to your week. This hour
5: of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in, and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires... Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix.
2: If you're remodeling your house, start with the foundation. Millette Construction offers a no-pressure, thorough inspection of your home's foundation and a no-obligation estimate if your house needs work. The foundation is most important because all of the repairs and upgrades you're planning from the floors, windows, doors, cabinets, even the roof can be affected if your foundation is unstable. Be sure you're on solid ground. Millette Construction will level your house and correct the shifting soil problem. Visit MilletteConstruction.com.
3: Well, you know, it's list Tobin's Paws, we both recommend. Now
5: I told you where let us tell you why you ought to stop and
3: see our friend. Lamont here from Orley Stoves and Spas. Are you tired of those huge heating bills just to stay warm and comfortable in your own home? Then now is the time for a new wood, gas, or pellet stove from Orley Stoves and Spas. Orley's has Southern Oregon's largest inventory with over 400 stoves in stock now. Never be cold again. And for a limited time, receive a 30% tax credit on qualifying wood or pellet stoves and installation. Are you ready for a relaxing spring and summer enjoying your new pool, swim spa, or hot tub? And Orly's has everything you need. We are fully stocked on splash-around above-ground pools and accessories. Orly's is Southern Oregon's largest cow spa dealer, with both spas and swim spas in stock now, as well as the shortest lead time of any dealer in the Valley on any special order. Don't forget to ask us about our easy financing. Orly's stoves and spas at the corner of Delta Waters and Crater Lake Highway, Medford. Come see us at the Josephine County Home Show, February
5: 16th, 17th, and 18th. Hi, I'm Charlene, owner of American Industrial Door, and I'm on 106.7 KMED.
0: You're waking up Monday. Day. It is the National Football League. is it hangover day, officially on the calendar. I know it's a, it's a thing for sure. 18 million people not showing up at work today, but we are. And so is State Representative Kim Wallen. And I guess you're going to be heading up to Salem again for uh, day two or day one of the week. second week, right? Yeah, week number two here so uh kim great to have you back on and what can you tell us about the very first week it seems like it was measure 110 110 and 110 and more 110 would that be a a pretty fresh assessment of it all
5: yes i mean there's one committee it's a joint committee for that bill for that idea but then all our other committees were up and running as well so
0: which committees are you on again
5: I'm on judiciary rules, mm-hmm. climate energy and the environment, and gambling. Gambling. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
5: Gambling regulation. Yeah. It's I've been on that for a couple of years. We've we've really exhausted all corners of that topic and <laughs> we might be ready to move in a a little bit. I'm not sure we're gonna do much this session but I think we'll have something for
0: 25 Oh, would this be in connection with either lottery, or does it have something to do maybe with more of the tribes and the tribal casino issues?
5: Yes, all the things.
0: All the things, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, in And would this be like, uh, all right, how much more money can we uh, plumb, or can we uh, plumb the lottery funds for? I mean, isn't it pretty much all spoken for, all the money spoken for? Oh so,
5: yeah, but there's it's a, there's a statutory limitation of six machines per retailer, and you know we could change that number. The biggest push there's two big pushes out of that committee. One is to completely bet, greyhound racing has been banned in Oregon, and so now they want to make it so that Oregonians can't bet on greyhound racing and. It's all tied in with the racing commission. It's complicated, but there's a move to finish off banning Greyhound Racing and wagering on Greyhound Racing. And then there's a move to define casino in statute, because right now casino gambling is banned in the Constitution, although lottery is allowed in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. But we don't have a definition of casino. The casino definition we're using is from a court case. And from AG rulings, and so the legislature would like to weigh in and have a statutory definition.
0: Now, is that where Travis Borsma kind of went sideways with, uh, with flying lark back in the day?
5: Yeah, yeah, um, that is definitely an element of why this committee exists.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. One of my concerns about that, I, like I said, I don't want to revisit him. You know, it's gone. It's over. There's nothing we can do right. about it at Correct. this uh, at this point. But yet, uh it did strike me that uh tribal influences are what really shot that down. Uh, nobody wanting anything that even begins to compete with the tribal casinos. would that be a fair assessment of what was really going on there?
5: certain tribes do not certain tribes perceive any increase in gambling that is not tribal as threatening. Not all the tribes think that, but certain tribes do hmm. some okay. tribes. We're definitely involved in that, yes.
0: All right, great. Well, I'm glad we had a chance. We'll have to talk more about gambling another time, yeah. but, yeah, nothing's really moving this point. couple of bills you're working on. What's up?
5: Um, I, there's some issues. House Bill 3000 passed in the 21 session and allowed us to get a handle on the illegal hemp growing down here in Southern Oregon. Yep. Some provisions of that bill sunsetted on January 1st. So that's not good because it, uh, it takes our foot off the gas on that issue. So we're reimposing the the elements of that bill so that the work can continue and keep the pressure up so that the illegal hemp doesn't get back out of control. There's a couple of other issues in that bill. It's called the cannabis Om- omnibus bill. Uh, labeling. We haven't done a good job of labeling because we, we need to have the amount of THC identified on packages so that we can make sure there's chemical processes that can be exerted on what is what comes from hemp that will turn it into a quite hallucinating drug that can be sold over the counter, certainly and especially in other states and so we're trying to get labeling. Um, to be clearer on that. So
0: and you have some support for this because normally if a Republican has something, which is a good bill, it gets shot down. But I guess there's uh, enough uh, bipartisan support on this one to maybe make it happen.
5: Yes. This one actually was my bill was my idea, but it's the chair of judiciary thought it was such a good idea. It's a committee bill. Hmm. So it should be smooth sailing for that bill. We've been working with the Senate all along on developing it. So I'm not seeing any glitches. Everyone who has a stake in it has had a chance to weigh in, so we should be able to pass that out of committee tomorrow.
0: Yeah, well, I would dare say the Democrats are feeling uh, their tail feathers singed over drug and uh, hemp and, and uh, marijuana yeah. policy over the last couple of okay. years, wouldn't you say?
5: Yes, and House Bill 3000 was really successful, and no one noticed these sunset sunsetting provisions until I had a whistleblower, actually, in town talked to me about it and I found out about it and said, hey I can do a bill I can fix that okay so that's, um so yes there's a lot of support for that bill
0: all right very good measure 110 though uh, big differences of opinion here essentially still Democrats in my opinion from what I've seen at the conversations from last week really don't want to put teeth and recriminalize things really and Republicans are more about hey you got to really recriminalize it and have the carrot and stick and in, unless you have a stick no one's going to take the carrot and get clean you know from drugs would that be a fair yeah. assessment of what happened last week
5: that's a fair assessment of the positions and the testimony
0: yes okay yes. okay And any kind of uh... wiggle room to try to get some real effective reform of measure 110 through the legislative process
5: well right now there uh, it appears that we're stuck between the de- the Democrats have moved to the idea of a class C misdemeanor, which is, it is a crime. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's not functionally different from the e-ticket that can be handed out now, because if you get a C misdemeanor, there's nowhere to plead that down, to, you know, as a consequence of, you get brought in, and the DA gets it, and the, the search wasn't quite right, or whatever. There's nowhere to plead it down to except a violation, which is what we have now. So that's why the Republicans don't want to see misdemeanor. Um, the uh, Republicans want an A, but there is another idea floating around there because there is such a thing as a classless misdemeanor in Oregon statute.
0: A, a, a class what now? What is that?
5: class classless.
0: So, a classless misdemeanor okay yeah so no so class a misdemeanor
5: category All right. a, a no class a special category misdemeanor mm-hmm. and so there it's possible that some of the ideas that the democrats have for the class c might get uh smushed into a cla- no class or a special class something like that it would be akin to what the Republicans want, which is an A misdemeanor, which would allow a diversion, now, similar it, to a DUI.
0: All right. So I, if the way I understand this, and uh, you're, I mean, you have law training and so I don't, but I, I read a lot about this stuff. Essentially what it would happen if you have a class A misdemeanor, right? You could then go to court and they'll say, all right, you go into drug treatment right now and we'll bust it down to a B or a C, right? That—that That is technically the way that Republicans would like it to function, but it is not currently. Is that correct?
5: Um close. That's close. It would be an A misdemeanor, but if you go to treatment, then the just like on a Dewey, it doesn't show up on your record. Oh, okay. If you do the treatment, you All don't right. get it on your record. Right.
0: A- and ultimately, if we're really caring about the addicts, that's what we would want, right? We want people correct. to get treated and then say, hey, I'm clean, I'm right. able to function, and I'm not, uh, you know, pitching a tent over at uh, Hawthorne Park or Riverside Park. Correct. Hmm.
5: Yes, that that is the ultimate goal of the Republicans is to get, and really, that's where the the population is. That's where people are. When I talk to people around town, that's what people want. They want some kind of consequence if treat if you don't go to treatment. It's not you can't force people into treatment constitutionally we do have that constitution we can't force you into treatment but we can make it very appealing and that's the goal that is what the republicans want i think it's what the democrats want they're just trying to figure out a way to to navigate those waters but
0: um, well i would think that even uh, democrats colleagues such as uh, senator golden and pam marsh should realize hey, working right now right or do they
5: correct um some people think and I wouldn't speak for any particular people, but I hear around the Capitol, we just need to give it more time. Hmm. So there is that sentiment around. I don't think it's the majority, but you do hear it.
0: If we were to find some way that uh, Republicans and Democrats are able to work this through and get some teeth into it where you yes. really could get an addict into treatment... My next question would be, are there enough treatment centers in order to actually take on what we have right now? There
5: certainly are not. The rollout of the 110 money, which comes from the marijuana tax, I don't want anybody to lose sight of it. That's one of the reasons the hemp bill matters so much, because as long as there's illegal hemp, the taxes are being collected on the legal marijuana, and then the money for the drug treatment doesn't exist. And so I, there is a component of what's moving through that committee, and I think it's all wrapped up in the same bill, to start building the treatment centers. I actually heard during the interim this last summer and winter or fall that treatment, quote, treatment beds are too expensive, close quote. And so that wow. was the rationale for the harms reduction, which actually is you know, clean needles and pipes and so forth.
0: And that is what has uh, led us to uh, essentially organizations yeah. such as Stab and Wagon uh, acting as if they're the government of Southern Oregon. At least that's the way they seem to behave, in my view, and, and, and wanting to sue anybody who uh, criticizes them in the government. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't see how harm, re- harm reduction, there seems to be a thin line between harm reduction and just enabling more addiction. Where am I wrong on that?
5: No, I agree with you completely about that. So, I haven't been hearing nearly as much about harm reduction. I've heard a lot more about building treatment beds. So, I do, while we don't have them, that's current, that's true. There is definitely money going toward that and toward uh, getting people licensed to do the treatment. We don't have enough therapists either. So, Those two things are going hand in hand, but the move is definitely in that direction. All right.
0: Representative Kim Wallen with me. Uh, Kim, is there pressure being brought to bear in the state legislature to rein in Oregon health authorities' uh, writing of grant stream funding to many harm reduction uh, groups that aren't really helping in the situation right now? Has that been a topic of conversation there?
5: I haven't heard it specifically, but I... Don't think there's going to be as much harm reduction in the money going forward. I don't think that's the direction we're going. So okay. it isn't so much reining in OHA as it is not funding that.
0: Yeah, but Oregon Health Authority has essentially been writing uh, writing checks. Yeah. I think to groups that, in many ways, are the friend of the left wing administrative state. That's the way it appears from my from my view here in, in Southwest Oregon. I don't know if it's that way for you.
5: Oh, I not. This isn't even the only category in which I see that happening. Yeah. So yes, I agree with you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, what about the uh, the suicide bill, the, uh, the the gun suicide bill, which seems to focus on suicide only when it's being committed with a gun? Is that going to move anywhere at this point? <laughs>
5: um, I understand that that was some component of getting the senators to come back last session because there was. Uh, Senator Prozanski wanted to drop a fixed bill for Measure 114, Mm -hmm. and in order to prevent that, they agreed to this suicide bill. Last I heard, they're broadening it out to suicide by all means, Uh (laughs) although apparently not physician-assisted suicide, ironically. Um, well,
0: no, this state loves suicide unless you do it with a firearm to yourself. Then it's a then it's a bad I, thing.
5: But uh, That seems to be the general tenor, yes. Mm-hmm. But the, oh,
0: also, if you commit suicide by uh, fentanyl on the Greenway, that's okay too. Well, I mean, it would, we'll will help you with harm reduction.
5: The, Yikes! I mean, I think it's hypocritical, and I might have said that more than once. But oh. um, we're having to take this seriously. I do. I believe it's going to be a task force. There is a Republican senator working on it, so and it was part of their deal. So the House deal going for this session is that so we're not doing any firearms bills. Mm-hmm. So they're trying they're trying to sort that out of, in the leadership level. So I don't know where that is. I I hear it's going to go because it was to prevent the one the measure one fourteen fix it. So. There's all kinds of politics all the time in the Capitol.
0: What should we be watching for over the next week? Because we'll have you on next Monday, you know, during this uh, short session.
5: Well, I have my inbox has blown up over HJR 201, Mm -hmm. which is a statewide property tax. Oh, joy. Um, Yes. uh, It's scheduled for a public hearing in Rules, which is one of my committees tomorrow. And I don't know yet if that's just a courtesy hearing a shot across the bow hearing or a it's for real buckle up i don't think it will be because the speaker has said he wants a drama free session and uh, other than measure 110
0: boy a statewide property tax would be about as yeah. drama filled as
5: right. you could get- correct <laughs> correct so oh. i don't think that's actually going to go anywhere but they, it is scheduled for a public hearing tomorrow, so I'm not sure—not sure what's up with that bill.
0: Yay, us! All right, uh, state us. state representative Kim Wallen, we appreciate your take on that. We'll have you back next Monday. As all uh, safe travel to Salem and uh, join your colleagues. Okay, we'll talk next week. Thanks
5: so much. All right, okay. thank, thank you. Bye.
0: at KMED and KCMD. You're waking up with the Bill Meyer Show. Hi there.
5: Dusty here from Dusty's Transmissions. And there's nothing worse than getting stuck out there in the cold. So you want to make sure your 4x4 is working correctly. Maybe time to think about servicing your transmission, transfer case, and differential. Does your vehicle have work obligations or family trips coming up? We've been servicing transmissions and gearboxes since 79. Everything from the oldest vehicles to the newest diesel truck, family SUV, car, and even hybrids. So give us a call. Dusty's Transmissions in Central Point.
0: Hi, it's John at Wellburn's Weapons. The only thing better than shooting is shooting with a
3: suppressor. Wellburn's is Southern Oregon's suppressor headquarters. Stocking models from Silencer Code, Dead Air, Griffin Armament, Rugged, Q... Thunderbeast, and many more. And we can order practically any suppressor on the market. Check in with us for monthly incentives to save on suppressors, too. Come see the suppressor experts. Wellburn's Weapons on Crater
2: Lake Highway, just south of White City.
5: Well, Dad, this is not a shocker, so you don't have to sit down for this one. Hit me. Father and Son Jewelry has won Best in Southern Oregon.
3: How many years in a row has it been?
5: Fifteen. I've sort of lost count.
3: Well, don't let it go to your head. We've built our reputation on what we do today, not yesterday.
5: I agree. Becca, you look like you have something to say. Just want to say thank you, Southern Oregon, for voting your father and son jewelry best again. We've been your favorite since I can remember. Did you pick up a few more leaves and debris than you would have liked this fall? Hi, this is Jeff with Quality Tree Service. Winter is the perfect time to prune your trees, and it's also when we offer our best rates of the year. Plus, with a proper pruning, you'll notice a reduction of leaves and debris falling on your roof and property next fall. Call us for a no-obligation quote. Along with our winter rates, we offer senior and military discounts. Call Quality Tree Service or visit us at qualitytreeservicemedford.com.
3: This is the Bill Myers Show on 1063 KMET and 99.3
0: KCMD. 757, out of all the drama in the tumult, uh, at least I can give you one bit of good news. And it might even help the EV. Well, it's not really going to help EVs. It could help the electric vehicle agenda. But uh, the electric vehicle agenda still is ultimately crippled by the fact that they want to destroy every stable power plant and replace it with an unstable, intermittent, and chaotic either solar cell or, you know, windmill, you know, that that sort of thing. In other words, we'll get power when Mother Nature wishes to give it to us rather than we actually need it. You know, that's the uh, Oregon policy. And we'll certainly talk more about that as uh, time goes on. But I was reading a great story out of MIT, where they still have some pretty big big brains, and they're not completely gone uh, woke yet. And there's a new MIT battery material which has been invented there that could offer a better way to power electric cars. Because as it is right now, and and, and this, by the way, would help us with uh, our computer batteries, our cell phone batteries, and all the rest of it. Instead of cobalt or nickel, this new lithium-ion battery includes a cathode based on organic materials. Organic materials. Now, cobalt, of course, is a rare earth, very expensive rare earth has a high financial, environmental, and social cost. And so MIT has designed a battery that includes this. Uh, the new lithium-ion battery includes a, a cathode, one of the elements of the battery, based on organic materials instead of cobalt and nickel. And uh, the researchers have showed that this material, which could be produced at a lot lower cost, so it's much less costly than a cobalt-containing battery, can conduct and store electricity at similar rates as the cobalt battery. And so it would make uh, electric cars and, of course, any other rechargeable battery, really, that's based on this, would become much less expensive than the current lithium-ion battery. And I think that's a pretty interesting story. So MIT, they're still thinking hard over there. And that's uh, that's good news. And that would mean better and longer-lasting cell phone batteries, computer batteries, and, of course, car batteries. But the batteries the batteries do not still negate the other problems dealing with the fact like, okay, where is that power going to come? And have you noticed how Pacific Power right now is not talking about, hey, we're going to have all this great power for you. In fact, it's practically, uh, it, it's all the sustainable, renewable power is so much there, it's practically free to you. No, they're talking about time of use. You want to save money? Go ahead and Let us use your smart meter and don't use any power when you actually need to, like at, you know, 6 o'clock at night. So cook your dinner at 1 in the afternoon rather than 6 o'clock at night. Have you noticed that, those releases going out? Yeah, but you're going to power the entire transportation infrastructure on this, right? Right. Wrong. Okay. All right. uh, It's 8 o'clock. We'll catch up on the rest of the news coming up in here. Dr. Powers will also join me in a few.